Hey guys, welcome to the Love What You Do series. Another Clubhouse favorite that we met right in the beginning of Clubhouse, actually, when we both got on. I was in a room, I was talking about this series, and Stacy Henry Carr, she literally was in my DM and she's like, you know, can you hear my story? Because I would love to share it. So I cannot wait to talk because you basically said three things to me that I thought were so clever. You said you turned a passion into purpose into joy. And I was like, yes. So welcome, Stacy. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm so excited to actually be seeing your face since I know. Clubhouse is a picture. And I actually, I did not get made up for you. I just explained to Stacy my whole afternoon has been a little bit crazy, but Stacy looks fantastic. I look a little beat up, but that's all right. Um, Stacy, do you have your quotes? Yes, I do. So the quote I'm going to give today is the mind is the most important tool in your toolbox. That's a quote that I use. But the one that I think is going to really push us off with this conversation is this one. I read it just today. Okay. I am great at some things and not so good at others. I am well intentioned, but imperfect. I love that. That's golden. Because when we connected, we also talked because we both have daughters, aren't they the same age? Yes, my daughter is 11. She'll be 12 in August. Yes. And Penelope is 11 and she'll be 12 in September. So mine is never give up on the things that make you smile. Ooh, love it. Right. I mean, yes. it's so important. That's what we have to do. So read yours again, Stacey. I just love how. Yeah. So this one is I am great at some things and not so good at others. I am well intentioned, but imperfect. And I got that quote out of Jay Shetty's Think Like a Monk, the chapter on ego. Oh my gosh, that is brilliant. That is brilliant. Welcome to Your Next Stop. This is Juliet Hahn. I am a wife, mom, virtual coach, public speaker, and crazy obsessed dog lover. I am so honored to be able to take you into the life of someone that has followed a passion. Every week, I hope you are as inspired as I am. Welcome to your next stop. So Stacey, that literally speaks because I feel like as mothers, sometimes we feel like we have to do it all and you, yes. you you can't, you literally can't do it all. And there's so many people, and especially in certain movements of our lives that it's like, you're a woman, you're a mom, you can do it all. And it really is not a good thing to say, because I know for myself, I cannot do it all because yeah. I am an all or nothing person. So if I do too much, nothing is good. Like everything is like 25% and I can focus on a couple big things, motherhood, being a wife, and then my business. But if I add too many other things that are big, I could feel myself pulled in too many different directions and something else in my life that are my core always suffer from that. So I can't wait for you to share your story. So you also told me that you were like the corporate woman. Yes. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Absolutely. Thanks for asking. And the reason why I chose that quote, and it's so weird how the universe lines things up. I was reading through the book and I found that and I said, this is going to really push the story ahead because that's exactly what I did. I had to move from my ego and just learn that there are no perfect people. I am not perfect, not as a mom, not as a wife, not as this corporate chick that I used to be, right? right. Yeah. So I worked in corporate as a senior manager for many, many years. So I worked the same wow. company for almost 21 years. 
And when I left the company, my daughter was eight years old. But the problem that I found was that when my daughter was born, I spent four months home with her. Within those four months, now listen, I said when I left, she was eight. But when she was born eight years prior, within those four months of staying home with her, Juliet, I knew it. I knew it to the core that I was supposed to be home with my child. I mean, I knew it immediately. And yet I, ego and everything else took me back to this corporate life, being this executive manager and all of this stuff, right? So one day, this story is the story was the kicker. One day I took a evening shift where I was working from like three to 11 and my husband was home. And then my older son was home with Chloe, my daughter. I came home one night and my daughter came to me and she said, mommy, can I watch bubble guppies? And I didn't understand what she was saying. I was like, what? She was like, I want to watch bubble guppies. And so I looked at my husband. I looked at my son. I was like, what is Chloe asking me for? And they said, she wants to watch bubble guppies. It's on Nickelodeon Junior. And I freaked out. I was like, you guys have her watching Nickelodeon (laughs) Junior. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It was in that moment, Juliet, that I realized something. If I wanted to help my children to not, number one, to not miss their stages of growth, to know what the heck they're asking for, to understand what's going on when I'm not there, I had to be there. I had to be there. So instead of making a long story longer, I ended up one day just really hanging up the badge, no pun intended, and just saying, I can't do this. I need to be home. I need to be home where I belong. And I know some women may be like, no, no, baby, you need to be out in the corporate. No. Right. But for you personally, this is what you needed. And that's what's so important. We all need to not do what our neighbor's doing, what our friend's doing, what our mom, our sisters. We need to do what is important and what is good for us. Exactly. And that's how I felt. And people thought I was crazy, hanging up the badge, giving up the salary, all of that stuff. But the defining moment for me was when I would drive and I don't know if any other women can relate to this. And I would sit in the parking lot and I'd feel the tears coming because I knew as a mom, I wanted to be home with my baby. So that led me to who I am now and what I do now, my purpose, my passion, which has always been coaching and developing and really helping women to get unstuck and get a blueprint and a roadmap and guiding them to know that they don't have to be perfect. So I'm not guiding people to be perfect. I'm guiding people to know that imperfection is stinking okay. And I I feel so good about it. And I love that. And you know, the other reason why I wanted to have you on, because I think I touched on this with you, but I am in the process of making a course right now that is about also helping women get unstuck and tap into their creativity. So that's the other reason why I love when other women are doing that. And you know, some people would say, well, it sounds like, you know, Stacey and you are doing similar things. Well, but that's what's so great. There's so many people out there that need help and you're going to help a certain amount of people. I'm going to help a certain amount of people because we all find our people and all of our people will find us who resonates with them. So that's what I just love that women step out and say, like you said, I was in the corporate world. So this is what I knew I was doing. And this is what I wanted to change. And you're able to give that life experience where I can help someone in a different life experience. But the thing is, our goal is to help women get unstuck. And yes, yes. so I love that. Okay, so you left corporate. Now, how old was your how old were your kids then? So my daughter was eight. My son was 14. My daughter thought it was the best thing ever. My son says, oh, great. We're going to be poor. (laughs) (laughs) 
is. <laughs> well, scenes, right? <laughs> yes. So it was two complete different, you know, experience where he was he was just looking at me like eyes wide open, like you've lost your mind. And my eight year old is jumping and she's so happy because now mommy can be present all in. But, you know, the interesting thing there is that if people ask me why I left, I will always tell them for the love of my children. That's the first and foremost. It was family centric. And then I looked back and after doing some awareness work, I realized that family is my top value. And then I was like, oh, I get it now. Well, I think that's what's so cool. And I that's what I love about coaching is because so I have a, a health and fitness coaching background. And that is one thing when you find out what your core values are, it really helps you align with what you should be doing. And not everyone knows that, like not everyone understands that. And that's the other thing for women to like find out what that is. And it's funny, because I do touch on that in my course, because that is like such an important thing. Because if you don't know what your core, like your values are and your beliefs, you're going to be spinning a little bit, you might have all the other great intentions, but to have that piece. So that's awesome. And I love that those two things, it was like an aha moment for you. You were like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. The journey has been more internal self-awareness and self-auditing and and a lot of reflection, a whole lot of reflection. And then it makes it really easier for me to be able to reach out and help other people, right? And I just think that for us moms and women, we're so hard on ourselves, Juliet, just so hard on ourselves. And the moment I realized that it is okay to not have everything in order, the reason I loved your show was I loved the name of it. Next Stop Crazy Town. I was like, really, mom? Yes. <laughs> right. Well, because that's what it is. I mean, right. It's so true. So, yeah. Yes. yeah. Once you realize you don't have to be perfect, once you realize that no one is, then you don't expect that from your children. You don't put that pressure on your children. And then you just start having a lot of fun with them. And I see sometimes on your Instagram, just having a blast with your daughter. And it resonates so much because that's me and Chloe all day long, right? And it's fun to have that relationship. I mean, it is. It really is. It's a blessing to be a mom and love what you're doing. I have friends that are like, you know what? I wanted to have children, but it wasn't something that was as important to me. They really wanted to stay in the corporate world and they were able to do that. And that's good for them, right? So it's like, again, it has to be what is good for you. So I love that you do that so much. Stay tuned for a quick message from my sponsor. Hi, my name is Shari Hodes and I'm the president of Aura Limited, a proud all women owned brand marketing and global sourcing agency. Simply put, we provide fashion forward swag for any and all of your branding needs. Please visit us at www.auralimitedspelledout.com. So you stopped working at Corporate World, but did you have a plan of what your next step was going to be? Or were you like, I'm just going to wing it? I had no plan. <laughs> I had no plan. And that's what made it so, it was divine almost for me. And I feel like if I had a plan, I would stretch it out. And, you know, sometimes you just have to roll with the flow and surrender to the flow. So I felt like in that moment, I had to surrender to the flow, not only because it was making me feel uncomfortable and I figured I can't be the best mom and the best wife and the best everything if I'm uncomfortable every day doing this thing that no longer serves me, right? Right. So now where was your husband in this? Was he... I was about to tell you. Yeah, okay. Such a cool dude. Let me tell you. He just embraced the idea that I was going to be a happier wife. 
I was going to be a happier mom. And he just embraced the idea. And one of the things that I loved is that I felt the trust and the love. I was like, this dude really trusts me. (laughs) But you know what? That is so, because this is also a theme of this series and this podcast is having that support is really important. I mean, you can make it happen because I've known people that don't have support and make it happen. But when you have a supportive spouse, family member or someone, it really does make it where you know that, as you said, the confidence, you get more confidence from it. My husband's the same way. He is so like, you know, I just want you to do what's going to make you happy. If I have an idea, like, you know, because I'm always creating, I love creating ideas. You know, there's times where he'll be like, hmm, I don't know, let's rethink that. But so it is so important. So I love that your husband was supportive there. Yes, he was. He was. And I looked at him. I remember looking at him, Juliet, and I was like, I know you think I'm crazy, but I've got to do this. And he was like, no, I don't think you're crazy. I just want you to be happy. (laughs) Oh, I love that. What a good man. What's your husband's name? My husband, Clayton, listen, my family is Clayton is my husband, Matthew is my son, and Chloe is my daughter. And you want to talk about the most fun loving. This house is crazy town for real, but we just love it. And we just embrace each other's imperfections and just who we are. And this is just our family. I get up for them every day, Juliet. I wake up for them. Everything I do is because of them, right? I love that. I love that. It's the best. And I do want to tell you why this quote was so meaningful to me about letting go of the ego and not feeling like you have to be perfect and embracing imperfection is I remember saying the things that I would never do or I'm not going to do or not going to do. One of the things was I said, oh, I'm I'm never going to homeschool. And let me tell you what I do. I homeschool. (laughs) When you say these things, it's because you have a limitation. I had a thing called corporate. Right. So you were like, there's no way I can homeschool. I can't do that. So corporate is gone. And guess what I do? I homeschool. You want to talk about it's the best thing for my daughter. My son, of course, is 19. So he's already graduated high school. But to be there and to wake up every day knowing that my child's going to learn from me and we get to bond and spend time together, I wouldn't trade that for the world. That's amazing. And again, that works for you. Like, it's funny because during the pandemic, there was a couple times where we thought I am dyslexic. And so my oldest is dyslexic, but my middle son and my daughter are not. But so homeschooling would be very difficult for me. I would figure it out if I had to. But we did go through where it was like, okay. And I remember my daughter just saying, Mom, I love you, but I really love school too. So I would like to go to school. And I was like, you know what? That's fair enough. Like when she was home remote learning, she's the type of kid that needs to be in a social atmosphere as well. The boys do as well, but not as much like she just really is like, oh my gosh, where not everyone's like that. Some people can do it and then have a social life on the outside, but she thrives with that, like the competition in class. It's her like her favorite thing. She loves like that atmosphere where she can be competitive with people and then having people around. So, but I love that you were like, no way I'm not doing it. And then you did it and you were loving it. That's what's like so amazing. So I want to find it. Cause I was like, you could start a business on that too, right? Teaching parents to change their mindset, but I'm sure you do that with your coaching, right? Cause you're changing mindsets. I'm a coach and I'm also a rapid transformational therapy practitioner, which is a hypnotherapist. My certification for coaching came through Jay Shetty School of Certification. Love that school, right? But prior to that, a few months before I signed up for that certification, I became a Marissa Peer, who is um, a UK-based hypnotherapist and therapy RTT, which is hypnotherapy and therapy kind of balanced. Listen, that is the most powerful thing in the world. I use that with my clients to help them to really unstuck 
what is going on with them, what's causing them to not be confident, what's causing them to not feel successful, whatever that thing is. And it really taps. It taps it so quickly. Sometimes they amaze themselves, right? So cool. Like I have the biggest smile on my face right now, as you can see, because I could just feel your passion, but I could see like you found the things that you know will work for people, which I love. I love, I love that. Okay. So you stayed home. Did you get antsy? Were you like, I want to start something else? Or did it kind of just naturally come you becoming a coach and a hypnotherapist? So it naturally came. The coach part started immediately, right? And I came out and I said, I'm going to spend six months doing nothing. And then I want to do some sort of training or coaching, but I really didn't know life coaching in my mind. That wasn't where I was because being in corporate for 20 something years, all I could think of was corporate coaching, corporate coaching. But the stars just kept aligning. And I I had people that would say, you should be a life coach. You're so good at it. And I was like, what's what's a life coach? What are we talking about here? Right. 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 Right? Because you have the corporate background. So you're like, what? Yes. I had no idea what that was. And then I designed a coaching program called Discovering You within maybe six months after. And I did it out of my dining room in my house. And I had a couple ladies that I used to work with that was so happy to show up. And it went well and it was successful. And then I panicked and I got scared. And I was like, oh, I can't, I can't I, I, no, I, what, what is this? So the imposter just came. Right, which happens to so many women. I mean, yes. right, you were like, I can't do this. This is, this is, what am I doing, right? Right, but how funny is that, Juliet? So once it was successful, I got rave reviews and then I panicked, right? Right, right. <laughs> well, because then it's like, oh crap, I can actually really do this, but that's when the fear of failure comes yes. in too. Absolutely, that's exactly what happened. So then, of course, I started looking for a job. Then I decided I will go teach high school part-time. So I taught computer science for one year at the high school that my son went to. Just the strangest thing. And I was like, why in God's name are you going around in circle, right? That's what happens. That's the whole point of this not being perfect and us having to sometimes go a little back to go forward, right? So during that whole high school bubble, which went well, by the way, one day I was sitting in the classroom waiting for my students to come in and I felt it again. The same discomfort I felt when I was in corporate, that feeling just came over me. And I just remember intuitively knowing that, oh, that feels familiar. This is now where I belong. that's so important for you to listen to your intuition. Like if you get a feeling and that's the one thing that I teach and that I talk about in this podcast is you really have to be in tuned with yourself. It's hard sometimes to do it, but when you get that feeling like, you know what, you really have to go on it because what happens is life passes you by and you live one life. And so why not make it the best that you can do? Even if you fail at sometimes, even if you're uncomfortable, even if, you know, the fear of the imposter syndrome, but if you keep moving forward, things are going to unravel instead of standing there and get being stuck and not doing anything. So I love that you were so like, okay, wait a second. Oh, this sucks. I'm back to that spot. Yes. Yes. And it was amazing. And I'm glad you said that about people listening to their inner guidance and that inner genius and that intuitive spirit. You know, I encourage people that spirituality is not about religion. Spirituality is about you. It doesn't have to be about religion. If you're religious, then yes, but it's about you, right? Yes, totally. And so once you can tap into that and you know what it means, so each feeling you feel, you know, okay, that's what that is. 
So that happened to me in that moment in that classroom. And I knew it then. I said, this is not where I belong. So once again, it was time to let go of that. So when the year was done, I let go of that and I said, I am going to be a coach. So long story short, I started just researching what things do I need to be a coach? And I went to a few conferences. I started meeting light minds because here's the thing. Once your mind decides with clarity what you want to do, the universe will start putting things into place for you. What you seek is also seeking you. So as my mind became with clarity that coaching is what I wanted to do, all of a sudden things just started coming, resources and people. That's the coolest thing about, because that's exactly what happened with this podcast that now is, this is going to be my podcast. This is what I'm doing from now on. This, this is what I'm doing because this is fueling such a passion. And I love having women like you on to talk about it because it's also a platform for you guys to help more people. And so it's just a very cool, it's, I'm just excited to be able to do it. And Julia, I listened to a couple of your others on the Apple podcast on my phone. And I was like, how cool are these people? And just how cool is what you're doing and who you're reaching? Because we, always women sometimes we feel like we're alone in our journey and until you hear another woman say whatever that is you know then you're like oh wait a minute I'm not alone I'm not scattered this happens or you know so podcasts like yours I promise you that's just the way because people can listen and feel connected without being there or listen and know that they're not alone and especially now because the world is so topsy-turvy people need to feel connected right so I love being here just to share my passion about being a mother a family-centric woman who ditched corporate and no the road wasn't smooth it was bumpy as heck but guess what to your point you said earlier I just kept going and I was like one more step Stacey one more step I love that you just said that it was you're going to feel uncomfortable. But sometimes when you have that uncomfortable, there's a difference between a wrong uncomfortable and just an uncomfortable. And sometimes that uncomfortable, you have to be like, okay, I'm going to close my eyes and just do it. Because when you're uncomfortable, and you stepping out of your comfort zone is when growth happens. Oh, perfect. Right? Yeah. So continue. Okay. So you stopped teaching. Which teaching? Went to a couple of conferences. I, one day I looked at my husband. I said, I'm going to this conference out in California. I live in South Carolina, by the way. And my cool dude just said, okay. (laughs) Right. Right. So I go to this conference. It was a Lisa Nichols conference and it was a speak and write conference because while I was teaching high school, I started writing a book and I decided I wanted to go to the speak and write conference to learn what to do with my book and and all of this stuff. And when I went there, it's as if I walked into a room with hundreds of unicorns just like me. And it was the awakening I needed. I was so excited. I used to tell people, oh, I'm not creative. I literally just talked about that on the recording that I just had before, because I was told at a young age from not my parents, because I have very supportive parents, but from someone that I wasn't creative. I wasn't good at art. I didn't love, like when my kids were younger, I did not like arts and crafts. I always say I'm not creative. And there's so many different avenues to being creative. And I am such a creative creative person. And when I'm in that creative world is when my world just lights up. So I love that you just said that because that's so that's just like the universe connecting.
listening right now, that's exactly, and that's what my workshop is going to be on, like tapping into that part of your life. Because when you do that, everything else falls into line. So you didn't think you were creative. You were sitting in this room and... So I go to this room with a whole bunch of creatives and I realized I'm one of them. Oh, I love that. It was amazing. I was like, where the heck have you guys been all my life? And I'm talking about people of different races and genders and colors and sexuality and everything just sitting there at this conference all with one goal to tap into that creativity that nobody else understood. And then we're all there like, so you get me? You get me? You get me? (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. Oh my God. And that's where you got to wait for this one. I'm ready to tell you this one. It's phenomenal. It was the last day of that conference. It was a three-day conference. I'm across the country that I'm walking from lunch And this young lady walked up behind me and she just said something to me and we spark up a conversation. And then we walked into the hotel. She sat on the chair. And as I I was saying bye, she asked me a very profound question. How do you know when you are over a hurt? And I remember just stopping in my tracks. I turned around. There was space next to her on the couch. And I sat down and we just started talking. And that young lady became my first coaching client. I I have the chills. That is so freaking cool. That was 2019 November. I remember it like it was yesterday. And we're still in contact, by the way. The client relationship, of course, been over, but we're still in contact. She reached out to me. She looked at me in that moment. She said, I have to stay in contact with you. There's something about your energy. I just want some of that. I'll never forget it. This is exactly why I am starting. This is the same reason. Like you and I were put in contact together and we will be connected because I started this podcast in November 2019. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And that's one thing everyone always says to me. I want some of that energy. How do I get that energy? Yes. Those were the exact words. This total stranger, you know, I'm going to say race because I think it's important that we understand that the universe does not care if you're black or white or pink. When there is a freaking alignment, it just is. So this young white female sat me, stopped me dead in my tracks. And then she looked at me dead in the face and she said, I need some of your energy, whatever vibe, that vibe I needed in my life. And she became my first coaching client. And it was through that process that I decided I wanted to give my clients more. And that's how I ended up finding RTT. Like I said, when you put it out there with clarity, the universe is going to just send you your resources. And I signed up for RTT. And then two weeks before I was about to take the exam for RTT, I don't know where the Jay Shetty certification came from. It just popped up in my feed. And next thing you know, I'm talking to some man about it. And I said to this man, you know, like a recruiter, I said, give me two weeks. I like to finish one thing first. So I'm going to finish this. I'm almost done. And I will get back to you as soon as I'm done. And when I was done and I passed my certification for for hypnotherapy, I reached out to this man. His name was Sean. I'll never forget it because these were just so aligned for me. And I said, Sean, I'm ready. And he goes, you are? I said, yes, I passed my other thing. And I think this will be just as beneficial. Let's do it. So Juliet, I was investing in myself which was something that I never did in that manner before. You know, I invested in myself plenty, but not like that student of life that knows that it's 
fueling my purpose, which was what it was doing. And let me tell you, that community, the Jay Shetty community, coupled with the Marissa Peer community, oh man, you want to talk about on fire. Right? I love that. Oh my gosh, that is just so, I love your story. And I mean, when you reached out to me again, you were like, I, I really, I fit this mold of what you're talking about. And you really, really do. Can you shout out your social media so people can find you and work with you and learn about you? Yes. So I am Stacy Henry Carr, S-T-A-C-E-Y, Henry, H-E-N-R-Y, Carr, in all my social media. So that's Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. And I also have a website, StacyHenryCarr.com, that you can go to see what I've, what I've done and how I can serve you, which my clients, my target top clients are women, just to help them with a new blueprint. But most importantly, I want to help them to journey with joy. That's my favorite saying, journey with joy. Yes, like, I love that. Even if you bump and you bruise and you fall, just get up, dust off and keep journeying with joy. And, and that's my intention And I get up wanting to do it every day. And I feel really passionate about it. Stacey, just, you know, thank you for coming on and sharing your story. I so appreciate it. I'm so excited that we are in touch because I can't wait to just brainstorm with you and pick your brain and hear, like watch your journey grow. So guys, if you like what you hear, rate, review, subscribe. Every week, you can get the alert of another person that is following their passion and turning it into a career just like Stacey has. Stacey, again, thank you so much for joining and talking with me. Thank you so much, Juliet. Your platform is fantastic. I love it for women. I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends, and join in each week. 